What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of the 15th greatest show you're going to hear today on the radio. This is Nerd Thug Radio. I am Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. All right, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. We we live in the post-2022 election. Did you vote? I did not, because I'm a bad member of society. <laughs> You you typically lean a little more conservative than me. That makes you a typical conservative, honestly. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, they did they did not come out in massive numbers around the country. Now here in Texas, obviously they they did. Uh, I mean, that's, the country, average Texas voters a certain way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, that's pretty accurate. So even though it was still probably the same percentage, I think it was. I think. I saw somewhere that basically no state cracked 30% or something like that of registered voters. So, man, that feels really bad. It does. I don't know. I feel like I saw like total votes was was a big number. So that kind of makes me uncomfortable. But then I think back to the last election and where the numbers were like triple. Like both candidates set a record, right, for votes gotten. Yeah, that's true. So then you think like, okay, so each of them got like 80 million-ish votes. And I think I saw that like it was like 40, 45 million votes each party this time. So I guess that makes sense. It's I a mean, smaller yeah. number. It's a smaller number, but it's still... I, listen, I mean, most expensive um, election season in, in the history of expensive election seasons... Uh, I feel I mean, like they like, set that record every year, but... Because there's more things you have to pay for, I feel like. Before, it was just, like, one TV ad. Like, I gotta get my, my, my campaign's TikTok page going. You gotta pay a 12-year-old $40,000 to figure that out. I mean, I th- that's probably a really good point. But I also feel like, even if there was still just TV, this would still be the most expensive, like... I mean, you're probably right. I'm just saying that, like... It's real easy when there's a million things that you can spend money on now. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, I, I feel like they would have just started outbidding each other for TV commercials at some point. Yeah, like, I what I would do is I would pay insane amounts of money to make sure that my ads always cut people off. Uh, like <laughs> what? Yeah, so like their ad, so like their ads, like twenty seconds long, right? It's like okay. all right, I'd pay you like five that I'm playing at, like, they're 18. Like, mine starts, <laughs> like, like right before they can say their name. They're like, this message is brought to you by X. And it's like, hey, guys, me here. <laughs> so that is, like, my pet peeve of radio programming. When <laughs> something steps on something else like that, oh, that drives me crazy. Yeah, There's a couple- that's all I'd spend my money on. I'd bribe every radio jockey, every TV producer... Like, once I hit it big, there's no stopping me. Like, I'm going to pay so much money just to get, annoy people. <laughs> it sounds like you would use your powers for evil, which I guess means it's a good thing you didn't win the lottery. Right. No, 100%. People um, like to think that... I'm nice, but actually it turns out I'm just dumb. Lying and You're just petty? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's more accurate. I'm not evil. I'm just very petty. Yeah, so I guess we can talk about that, too. The the There's a single lottery winner for the... The city of, city of Angels, baby. It's like a movie. <laughs> Los Angeles, California. 
by my count, uh, after taxes, it'll be about $600 million and some change. Yeah, I think the I think the, the pre-taxes is like 997. I think it's the largest payout in lottery history. Which is, I mean, it's a huge number. That's a nuts number. Um, it's really you know what, weird though? to think about. <laughs> it is weird to think about, but you know what? Like, the stories and the things that happen to lottery winners and people in general, I it won't surprise me if like we find out like in three years that this guy's whoever it is is broke. Well, I mean, like you can spend money very easily. It's way easier well, to spend money than make money. Anyone who has a job can tell you that. Well, I'll give you a perfect example. Okay, how rich do you think Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchin are? Is it the 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 power couple? This is the power couple. The, the former power couple, I should say, heartbroken. The, the currently single power couple. Yeah. How rich would you guess they are? Pick a number. What do you think their know. empire is worth? I don't know. It's got to be at least like $500 million. Okay. All right. You were pretty close there. So estimates have them their empire around $650 million. Yeah, see, it was pretty close. Used to be. Past tense. Oof. Um, guess where they shoved all their chips? Uh, I don't know. Health foods? Man, another good guess. No, um, this EFX cryptocurrency exchange market. Oh, yeah. They got wiped out by crypto. Let's go. Wiped out not by a con artist, really. I mean, that's all crypto is. It, it People are trying to sell you on an idea. That's literally well, what cryptocurrency like, is. Crypto, crypto itself is just a unit. So, like, it's neither good nor bad. This company, I like the premise of this company. Here's the thing. There's always going to be somebody who preys on your stupidity. And that's what the premise of this company was, was that cryptocurrency is complicated. Therefore, we just run an exchange. You don't have to set up wallets and no key phrases. And blah, blah, blah. You just open an account with us. Send us your money. We transfer it over into into coinage. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is... And the Barstool Sports guy, uh, surprise, surprisingly, Dave Portnoy, kind of really broke it down really well. Because Dave Portnoy lives in Miami half the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for tax purposes. Uh, apparently, it's like a $30 million tax reason that he lives in Miami. Um, oh no! What a restriction. Well, I mean, it saves them the money. Saves them thirty million off of because he he owned Barcel Sports and he's he owned a big portion of the stock and he sold the company totally, hundreds of millions of dollars. So the guy's wealthy, like generationally wealthy, and again he gets to save like thirty million by living in Miami. So I think it's a good deal for him. That's um, what I'm saying. Like what? Like what? A, like oh no! I have to live in Miami. Yeah. What a responsible. Yeah. I'll make the most of it here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like it'd be way worse to be like, you have to live in Wyoming now. You can only live in a corn farm. <laughs> oh, that would be brutal. Uh, he is like seriously dating a woman named Svetlana. So he is, he is, he is having a pretty good run. Yeah. Or Svetina or something like that. Like it's exactly what you think it is. Um, but he had a really good point of it. He's like down here in Miami, you see the, the, the EF, the, is it EFX? Is that what it's called? You talking about FTX? Is that the is that the crypto exchange that here that just crashed? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FTX, yeah. yeah. So he said you see the FTX guy everywhere. 
He said they named they bought the naming rights for the Miami Heat Stadium. Um, he's partying everywhere. He's networking everywhere. He's meeting with Warren Buffett. He's flying to this. He's going to that. He's flying to this. He's going to that. So basically, the guy was just burning through all this quote unquote capital. Except it turns out people started to suspect that he was using the that the company didn't have a large enough cash reserve to be able to handle all their accounts because yeah, of the spending. And on, uh, what really started it apparently was there were some public figures that he paid in allegedly like in coin, like Bitcoin or Dogecoin or some kind of coin, but it was fake. Like it didn't have, he doesn't give you your numbers and all that for your coin. You just hold quote unquote 10 Bitcoin. So this guy had was holding quote unquote X amount of coin. But when the guy wanted to cash it in at the exchange and, and make money, uh, he wanted, he did it all at once. And it was like hundreds of millions. And what do you think happened there? Didn't do it. Didn't go through. Didn't have it. <laughs> uh, as the as the kids say in the crypto sphere, if you ain't got the keys, it ain't your coin. Well, that was so. Portnoy breaks that down actually really well. He had a video on Twitter, and he was like, towards the end of it, he was even saying he was like, "Now, Bitcoin has said forever that if it's not in your wallet, it's not your coin." So, like, I mean, that is that is true. Like, everyone was. Asking this guy to hold cryptocurrency for them and asking him to hold their money. Um, this is where I think cryptocurrency is perpetually going to until there has to be some form of regulation on this because because it's cryptocurrency. He didn't break the law, although maybe he did. He still committed fraud. I don't see how that's not a crime no matter what. Um, well, I mean, I mean, like he could argue like, oh, I still provided the service, but. But he, that's how it works. It's because have, the technology is so "quote unquote" new. It's because yeah, it hasn't been to, this public before. He'd have to prove that he did commit service, and that's I. I have to assume on some level that's easy to do. Yeah, I mean it's all it's all tech based. The, the whole point of the blockchain is that oh, it's visible. You can see it. Yeah, but even the DOJ can hire like a twelve year old to plug in and go. Uh, no, there's no exchanges. Well, I mean, you know like, I mean? exchanges, but like. If those are valid or not, are also hard to keep track of. There's, you can just make a wallet. Like it's not hard. Well, he could have done it all out of one wallet, or he could have just not done it and just told you you were holding ten Bitcoin. Yeah, or be like, all right, cool. He bought the Bitcoin, but then he immediately sent it somewhere else. Well, that's what I don't like. I'll cover you later. Why not just do a skimming fee of a couple percent? Like you'd be just as rich. Like, I mean, if people are buying ten Bitcoin, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, you you know, in that transaction alone, you would have made twenty grand. Yeah, but again, like the entire point of these, a lot of these exchanges were, I need to get as many people involved as possible, so they would offer like these absolutely crazy returns, like twenty percent annually. You're like, you can't. That's not sustainable in any fathomable yeah, world. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. I mean, but and that's. You know, shame on consumers for not having any sort of like Let's if just... a bank if a bank was like deposit your check here, we'll double it for every deposit for the first month. You wouldn't go to that bank. Well, that's just because cryptocurrency was new and exciting and people had never, you know, people were becoming overnight trillionaires. Uh yes, but 
You still have to have a... But none of it was real. That was exactly. the thing that people were like... Like, theoretically, yeah, he was a quadrillionaire or whatever. But, like, obviously that was never going to be able to... He was never going to be able to sell his quadrillion dollars worth of, I don't know, Tiger King coin. Well, there's, like, a clip of this group of... It's a Bitcoin farm, but they're in China. Uh-huh. And there's a clip of them all dumping all of their Bitcoin all at once and watching oh, yeah. the, the exchange market just collapse. Yeah. And it drops like, and I don't, I don't know Chinese characters and I, and I don't know Bitcoin market, but you can see on the screen, the line takes a huge jump down and it's, yeah, they flooded the market for a second. Absolutely. I mean, and that makes perfect sense because you have to find buyers for all of these there needs to be exchanges because you have to find buyers for all these coins, and I totally get that. Um, but I, I would think that's why you put some sort of like transaction scale. Transactions under X amount of money we can complete in 24 hours. Transactions over X amount of money, you know what I'm saying? Like bracket it. But Yeah, but, but the thing about digital reasonable. currency is that it has to be fast. People don't want it if it's slow. Well, but but I mean, can you realistically guarantee someone that you can sell all thousand of their Bitcoin instantly? Not instantly, but absolutely, you could sell all of it almost immediately. You think people? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. People I are still people, you... people are still buying it. Bitcoin, well, Bitcoin, I, I think will be I around. How you? I don't know the mechanism through which you sell it. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, if I were to sell, quote unquote, sell a thousand twenty dollar bills. I have to go at least to a bank and, and be like, can you write me a check for all of these? How what do you how do you do that with Bitcoin? What is the mechanism through which you shout into the internet, I'm selling a thousand of these? Yeah, that I that I don't know. And that's my issue is like I we don't understand like the average person doesn't understand enough. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, so so then why are they putting their weird. money in it? And that's the thing is, we're stupid. We are <laughs> so stupid. Look, the the entire cryptocurrency market literally vacuumed out. Like, I think it was like a trillion dollars in like one year. Well, I mean, listen, that happened. Like, it erased it completely off the face of the planet because but, people with lots of money are very dumb. And well, people that happens. scammed a bunch of people who were not knowledgeable. But that happens in the stock market too. I think this year in the stock market, uh, one and yeah, a half trillion least... dollars has evaporated in value. So, yeah, like, but at least the stock part... market is like measurable know, because either. things. I mean, the stock market's fake. We already, we... yeah, yeah, we've we've but talked about that many times. It's yeah. all it's all theoretical garbage money of like how people feel about how a company is doing, not actually what it's doing, which is silly. Again, Tesla's not a billion dollar, not a trillion dollar company, but it's it's no. a trillion dollars. And Twitter won't be worth a million dollars in the next year. Yeah, so like, it's all it's all theoretical. It's all it's all garbage. But like, at least there is like actual companies here. The problem with cryptocurrency is that it's literally nothing. None of these none of these projects do anything. Yeah, and that's that's if you way- owned. 100% of all again. I think it was it wasn't Warren. Mine was Warren. Was it Warren Buffett? No. One of the one of the super wealthy guys was like, if you gave me, if you said, here's 100% coin ever that will ever exist. He's like that's worthless to me because who cares? 
Yeah, no, uh, Warren Buffett is is, is famously anti-crypto. Um, and I don't blame him because there has to be at least somebody with skin. There, It seems to me that there is almost no skin in the game for these people who wind up running these things and stealing and criminalizing these things, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot There's of no them, consequence. Yeah, well, I mean, so many of them money, sell all their positions, live this crazy lifestyle, and then like flee to some other country never to be seen again. You're like, man, that guy was great. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess in theory, you could run a crypto exchange out of one wallet. Like, I, I suppose. I don't know what the rule is on that. I don't suppose that you need more than one wallet to, to to buy and sell crypto, which is all the exchange is doing for you. Um, I, I guess I just... We haven't seen a real example. Like, even the biggest shining star in crypto exchanges one turns out fraud every time. Yeah, I mean, shout out to... Uh, is it... Oh, yeah. Fortune, uh, fortune no, favors Damon, the bankrupt. It, it, it was something like if you had put $100 million in when Matt Damon's ad aired, where would you be right now? And basically it's like you'd be broke. Like that, the numbers are stat, like it's zeroed out. Um, fortune favors the not you, the not this. Yeah, I do hate that ad because I do feel like he gets that saying wrong. I don't know if he's getting it right or not. I just have always heard it the other way. It's, it's fortune favors the bold, but that's not even the real saying. Well, but no, that's it's the way like I've always heard clip art saying. And then he says it some other way. He's like, fortune favors the. I don't remember what he says, but I'm always like, isn't it bold? Is it like, am I wrong? Is he right? Is that what we do? Fortune favors the Bitcoin. Ooh, oh, wait, hold on. Yep, no, no, no. Well, and here's the thing is Bitcoin a bounce back? It always will because people. There are enough people who treat it as a valued thing. It's the My gold. Is, it's is, the gold standard. It's the only one. If you're going to ever touch it, it's the only one worth touching. Well, and here's the thing: if you're a digital, if you understand the digital world, then I suppose put some money in. I don't see the issue in that, and it's gone way down. And I do feel like it'll come back because it always seems to. It's very resilient for a fake thing. Um. <laughs> It's a way to put I, it, yeah. Uh, but but I, if you're not a digital person, if you don't live and interact in this world and understand the fundamentals of what, what's happening, stay away from it. Yeah. Uh, a great example of if you can't explain it in like two sentences, you shouldn't be involved in it. Right, which I think is probably Warren Buffett's secret uh, way, like <laughs> method of measuring businesses. Because I feel like everything he gets involved with makes a lot of sense. I remember this is probably a decade ago now, but there was a big article when he when he went heavy in the railroad lines, and I think it was in the 2008 crisis. He he invested heavily in one of the railroad line companies, and people were kind of like, "Why is Warren Buffett doing this?" And then when he kind of got cornered on it, and people were like, "So are you gonna explain this?" and he was basically like, "They ship everything. Everything moves on railroads." So when this economy bounces back, why wouldn't I want to own a piece of the everything it goes on? Right. And you're like, no, that makes sense. Right. 
And, and, but for a minute, there was this weird conversation where people were having, like, Railroad is so low-tech, blah, blah, And it was like, you guys don't understand how this works. Well, like, it's one of those things where it's like, it might have been invented 200 years ago, but have you figured out a better way to transport things on the ground? Because I sure haven't. Yeah, when you build something in, in, in Idaho and it sells in California, they don't, they don't airdrop it or email it. I mean, they got to they gotta ship it. And they're going to put it on a truck? No, because it costs yeah. a bazillion dollars. They're going to put it on a freaking train, and they're going to send it over there. Right. I mean, everything, even brand new cars travel the country by train. Right. So, so like, I, don't, I mean, yeah. It was a really smart investment, obviously, on his part. And he got it at a really cheap rate because it was right in the, during the, uh, the Bush recession. So, like, Everyone it made exploding. perfect sense. Yeah. What's that? Everyone exploding. <laughs> Yeah, everything was going. Yeah, everything was going wrong. So like, he was like, "Well, I got lots of cash. What can I buy?" And he was like, "Railroads." Uh, um, you know what? You know what's crazy about the S and uh, I think I think it was the S and P five hundred uh, hit an all time low of six six six. That's real, by the way. The actual devil number. Um, somewhere there was a church that predicted the end of the world or something because of that. Yeah, and then we we bounced back. We're fine. We, yeah, and we then it. that's been okay. So I read a. It was a meme, but if it's true, and I didn't bother to fact check it because I don't. It doesn't. It wasn't affecting my life either way. But it. it does, People lie on the internet, right? So the meme was essentially that, like, if you. There were, they're like essentially, you make your money in the stock market by long term holding because there were like 12 days that basically double your wealth in the last 100 years. And it was something like if you own, if you've owned stock through those 12 days, then you've, you've 12 up, you've 12x your money. Right. Um, and basically it was talking about how, most of the time, the stock market actually goes down typically, and then it'll have these big rebound, short rebound periods, and then it drops again. But it does drop all the time. Um, it just so happens that on those big gain days, you you come out ahead. Um, and I was like, that's interesting. But it is true. Like If you go and you actually listen to money advice from guys like Warren Buffett, when they talk about the stock market, they're like, just don't look at it. Yep, you literally just he goes don't he goes people it. always ask me for investment advice and I go well just don't look at it yeah and, and and what he's saying is that it's ugly is that if you were to look at it every day you're gonna sweat it right like you're gonna freak out this and is why is, this is why every finance person is on drugs well well that because they can their their lives are so bizarrely frenetic like. Okay, do this deal, do that, do this, do this, do that, do that, and you just made ten million dollars in, in a month. Um, but and you might get and then, and then you lose eight million dollars while you're sleeping. Right, but you might get indicted six years from now for what you did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, none of it makes any sense. Terrifying. You won't go to jail though. No one's ever gone to jail for actually screwing over America, so it's fine. Oh yeah, and if you do, you're fine. Your money's fine. Yeah, your money's fine. Um, you'll you'll come out of jail rich. Richer. <laughs> Just leave it in the account. Just leave it there. It's cool. Um, My favorite I, ones. I love I hearing the story stories. where like X person is super wealthy and they're like, oh man, how do they how do they make their money? Where they like a really successful business? It's like 
parent was a corporate raider, and you're like, oh man, yeah, that's Dan yeah. Bilzerian. That's everyone's favorite guy. Is that what his dad did? Yeah, his dad was a raider in the eighties. When greed was good, Wall yeah, Street. got arrested for it and everything. Uh, you know, it's interesting to me how like how close that was always to breaking the law, and how easily these guys would f- like fall over the other side of it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's easy when it's that much is in front of you. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm immediately backing off of that. It's not easy. Like, you still have to recognize that you're being like. No, you it's not know. a recognition. It's just that like, yeah, one more bite, it won't hurt. You forget how quickly people change when that amount of money's on the table. Yeah, but they still know it's illegal. One more, no, this, of this, course this, they know it's illegal. They went to jail. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's all I mean. Like, th- this is an illegal bite, but yeah, I will take it because it's it's so much. It's just one more little bitty bite, and it's so much money. I agree with what you're saying. I just they still know they're breaking the law, so I don't want to call it easy in the sense that like, like I assume there's some sort of wrestle with it. We're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. But then the siren call of the money. This is actually what me and my buddies were talking about today with with Tom Brady and Giselle. So they maximize their position in the uh, FTX. So a lot of their $650 million fortune was in it. And I was talking about that with my buddies. I was like, you have $650 million. What is the point of, of going hard on anything? <laughs> right. It's like, just, at that point, at that point, you should be diversifying. Well, if you're, if you have, ex- well, so, so true. But I mean, listen, at some point you have to protect what you have, right? Like you have $650 million in front of you. A guy walks in the room and he says, give me $500 million and I will double it in three years. Here's what I would do in that situation. Let's say we vet him enough that, okay, he, he does own a company and there is value in it. Okay. All right. Okay. I would write him a check for like $50 million, And then I would say, come back when that $50 is a billion. And then just leave that alone. Like, okay, we, 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 we risked $50 million, But I wouldn't give somebody the 500 but yeah, it sounds like, like that's what they did with this. Like it sounds like they went as all in as they possibly could. This is why he still plays football. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know he loves it. He's not getting as much money as he used to. I mean, he does. I think it's you know, I think he's getting like twelve or fifteen or twenty something. Oh and, no! If only I made twelve million dollars a year. Well, listen, if a quarterback with six Super Bowl wins shows up at your door and says he wants to be your quarterback, you give him as much money as he wants. That's true. So, if he'd asked Tampa Bay for fifty-five million, they would have cut some guys to make it happen. Like, um, I would, I would have given it to him, and I have no money. I would have figured it out. Yeah, no, you would. You'd be like, okay, well, he's going to sell some tickets. So, like, let's just pre-sell some stuff. Let's get some investors in here. Let's give this guy fifty-five mil. Um. By the way, I'm signing Tom Brady. He's going to be the next member of Nerd Thug Radio as our quarterback. Bro. We have no other members of the team. That's. Uh, Guys will show up. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Uh, guys will show up. Uh, can I play with Tom Brady? Yeah, I'm in. Um, maybe we'll just run like the oldest team and get like Michael Irvin and Terrell Owens to come run for him. We got it. We'll, we'll build this team no problem. <laughs> we really would. It really wouldn't take much. Um, the NFL really needs a 33rd team, you know? They they look at it occasionally. They do. Um, it would probably be 34, but I, right now they're kind of – everything's divided. Just picking on. Well, make it I mean, thirty-five. It has to be even just for the I conference. Know. 
but the, everything's so perfectly arrayed right now with like teams and divisions, and, and it's all even. So I don't know what will happen next. I think they might just stay at 32, but they do look at it. They want a team. There's always been rumors that, that like they would love it if Jacksonville would move to London. So they have like one foreign team? Well, because they play those games in London every year anyway. I guess. And so they would just work it out where teams would like. And they've even talked about if they expand it, they would expand like two teams in Mexico, two teams in Canada, four teams in Europe. So then there'd be a Canada-Mexico division on one conference and a Europe division in another conference. And they would just, you would just schedule, like if you were to play the, if you had to play the London conference that year, you would just make two trips overseas and do back-to-back road games and then go home. That's mental. It's very, I mean, you gotta, there's a lot of logistics to it, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're just fine crowning themselves champion of the world, a.k.a. America. Well, listen, if you added eight more teams and you already make three, I mean, you already make, I think it's something like $3 trillion a year, I think, in revenue or something. I mean, are you really? <laughs> You'd be doing pretty good at that point. Yeah, it's all right. Also, the guys who would show because you have to buy franchises. So, like when the Texans were created, the Steve McNair, uh, uh, the McNair family had to had to they paid. I think it was four billion dollars at the time. No, 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 no. it was such a gross number. What the heck? No, it was a billion dollars at the time. They paid a billion dollars to the league, and this is two thousand. When twenty dollars was a lot of money, twenty million years ago. Yeah. So I think nineteen ninety eight or something like that. They paid a billion dollars to the league for the rights. Just they still had to fund a franchise, but to get the league to give them permission to join the league was a billion dollars. That doesn't include hiring anybody, paying anything, building stadiums, practice facilities. It's just to be there. Literally, it's a it's a door. Just permission to join the league. It's like hey, you can come. It's like oh okay. It's a it's a billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. That's to come. (laughs) Yeah. The door fees a billion. Hey, speaking of things that are surprising, get ready and get all the people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On your on your dime. Good lord. So it probably cost another billion just to get set up. See, and Tom Brady um, was like halfway to I mean, a, a, new, a new NFL franchise. He's, he could have just played football forever. <laughs> right. See? Um, okay. So check this out. This is driving me crazy. This is a genuine question, Nico. How does Georgia vote uh, Herschel Walker? And, and Warnock so close together. Well, I mean, I've heard Herschel Walker speak. I know he's not. I, I know he's not a senator. I've heard him talk. What do you mean? So, so like, how are they? How are they thirty thousand votes apart? I imagine there's only thirty thousand people in Georgia. Like, uh, <laughs> no. So Warnock, as of right now, has forty nine point two percent, 
and Herschel Walker is 48.7%. This is, we record Wednesday night, okay, for listeners. Um, so at this instant, Warnock has 1.944 million votes, and Herschel Walker has 1.927 million votes. There's not enough separation, um, or neither one of them is going to get to the 50% mark, something like that. There's going to be a runoff. So there's going to be another election in four weeks. I love it. I love multiple elections. Why? How could it? Now, here's what I do think is going to happen in four weeks. I mean, I know everyone's going to spend a trillion dollars in campaign, campaign. Unless unless they find out something about Warnock. And this is what's crazy. They found out 200 things about Herschel Walker. None of it mattered. If they were to find out one bad thing about Warnock, then Herschel Walker wins this race. Uh, but otherwise, I do think on the... Runoff, I think Warnock wins by a landslide because I think even more Republicans are going to refuse to show up to vote because they're going to be like, I'm not going to go vote again for this guy. Like, I already did that one time. I fulfilled my citizen's right. And at no point has he ever been in the lead. So when they go to do this runoff, it doesn't. I mean, it's got to feel a little bit like, what's the point? Um, Maybe it's the exact opposite. Maybe they're like supercharged. They're like, let's get it. But I I just don't know. Blood in the water. I just don't understand his whole campaign. Like, trauma after trauma after trauma. Just And also, he never wants to sound like a coherent person. Remember his whole thing about China sending us their bad air? Yeah. And stealing our good air? Yeah. That's real. You didn't know about that? Well, anybody who even tried to press him on it, he was like, come on, man. You don't know about the environment? Like, come on, man. He just stands by this weird nonsense that he said as though it meant something. I just it means don't... something to him. See what you don't understand, Corey? Is it's all about perspective and just just believing what you say a hundred percent of the time. He everyone thinks you might he's lying. No, he believes that with his truest well, intentions. <laughs> yeah. He's he not... believes those aren't his babies and that he didn't pay for those abortions that he did pay for. Right. He believes that. To I his mean, heart maybe. of hearts. Maybe. I just think it's such a – we live in such a unique moment in political history. Just think, like, 10 years earlier, the secret baby thing would have been a game killer. The paid abortion thing would have been a game killer. The multiple mistresses would have been a game killer. The we multiple no families would have been a game killer. We no instead, longer care, Corey. Instead, Georgia was like, nah, we got to elect him. We have to. And I don't – I don't get it. Look, all I'm saying is that if I run for office and I don't get a billion votes, it's rigged. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, that that is what a lot of them said. Um, so Carrie Lake was running for governor of Arizona, and I don't think they've called it yet. I can check that. But she she essentially was like, oh, if I don't win, it's because it's rigged. But then also, um, at no point since they've started counting votes that I've seen is she is she up. Again, I just just believe everything you say 100% of the time. Don't ever doubt yourself. <laughs> just say it, and if it comes back, just double down. Um, well, she definitely has been if saying there's, If there's one thing people hate, it's a... I don't know why we're electing these politicians, but they obviously don't lie to you. <laughs> that does kind of feel like how people like see it for some reason. 
it's this weird like tribalist kind of like my team versus your team i don't care how bad my guy is at least he's not your guy yeah and that's i i mean i know that's what i i totally understand that that's what's getting herschel walker there um uh, it's just because he's that's just because he's just so smart and so intelligent and obviously right about everything you just don't know Corey. i don't know He's he's the one with millions of votes. You don't have any million of vote of anything. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Now it does look like she's caught up some. Um, Carrie Lake. She's now only. I don't know when the last time this was updated, but as of right now, uh, a billion votes behind. I don't know. She's only no. She's only thirteen thousand votes behind. So Man. that's at good. least twelve people. <laughs> I mean, that's good for her. Um, but she was just running outright on like a, just a whole, a whole crazy train of stuff. Like election night, she told the media the day before the election that when she wins, she was going to go after them and reform them. I don't know what that means by a governorship. I don't know that you can do that. <laughs> I mean, obviously you can. It's part of the governorship powers. It's like rule number two. They're like, you are the governor. Reform them and you're like what is them and they're like figure it out you're the governor and you're like yeah that that was line one whatever you want to do boss um man i really wish that the governorship came with like henchmen like not people who work for you like henchmen like Like, they just show up they're like we're here for you boss yeah and they're like are you here to serve the public and they're just oh yeah (laughs) yeah i uh like, I just want to live my Power Rangers villain fantasy of, like, <laughs> sitting in my office surrounded by my cool henchmen that'll stop the Power Rangers, and then my plans will get foiled anyways. <laughs> You're so dumb. Like, ah, sorry, boss, they were a little too strong. And I'm like, ah, it's okay, guys, we'll get them next time, and then we'll never get them next time. And good energy, guys, good, them. good energy. Yeah, like whole time but we certainly weren't (laughs) (laughs) that's all i'm saying you know where's that america where's my dream that's a fair point so arizona looks like it's gonna flip nevada just keeps going back and forth i don't know what's going on there they are fifteen thousand votes apart there in nevada like these races are always so close and they like absolutely blow my mind because like the numbers are so small, like small yeah. towns could flip these votes. Yeah, absolutely. What's going on in Alaska here? Alaska isn't isn't uh, what's her name Sarah Palin still up there? She running well, again? She, she lost. Oh, poor her. Okay, so this is crazy. Okay, so the governor is now a Democrat in Alaska because the because of ranked choice voting. Sarah Palin had her squad of people voting for her, all right? Yeah. But, and their second place probably was the next, the other candidate. But the other candidate, her second place people were all uh, the Democrat because they don't want Sarah Palin. So what wound up happening is when neither Sarah Palin or the other girl had enough votes to secure it on their own. You have to have 50% of the vote outright. Yeah. In Alaska. So neither one of them reached that number. So because they didn't reach that number, the 
um, it then goes through the ranked choice system, which right. puts the third place Democratic governor candidate into first place. Yeah. <laughs> she picked up all of these other voters that were on the other ballots when their guys, when their people didn't win. See, that's called playing. That's well, real politics. If you're a moderate and you you appeal to the most people, which is what politics used to be, um, that's what happens. So right now in Alaska, uh, Murkowski is the incumbent, right? She's been the senator from Alaska for a while. Well, there's a there's another there's another conservative candidate, uh, Shabaka. Well, they're chopping the vote, forty four point three and forty two point eight, and then the Democratic candidate has nine and a half percent. But the same thing is probably gonna. They don't. They've. They've. They're saying right now that the that Alaska will go Republican. I don't know that that's going to be the case because Shabaka and Murkowski are the two different brands of Republicans. So I don't know that they their voters would second place each other. You know what I mean? Right. You know uh, a lot of a lot of the pro Trump candidates, the ones that he handpicked, they all lost. Because they're too extreme for the national elections now. You know, while they can win the GOP with ease, they can win the primaries, no problem. Because 30% of Republicans, 50% of Republicans still believe, you know, they buy into those things. But when you put that on the national race, only half of your party likes you. Man, who would have thought that only having a specific audience is a downfall? Well, and that's exactly what's happening in Alaska's. Again, 44.3 is going to the Shabaka lady, and 42.8 is going to Murkowski. And Chesbro, the Democrat, yeah, Chesbro, the Democrat's at 9.5%. But when they start going to rank choice and eliminating people, I think the only one who gets gains is the Democrat. Play to the middle, boys. Keep your options abroad and keep your winnings high. Because, yeah, I mean, to me, if you were going to give Murkowski or Shabaki your vote at all, you would just lead with those two because they're, the can- they're, the, they're the primary candidates. Right. So the odds of them being anywhere else on a lot of these people's ticket ahead of the Democratic candidate isn't very high. Which is weird, but not that weird if you know what people are. Right. Like, okay, if you're going to vote for him, you're just going to go ahead and vote for him. Yeah. And then your number two, you go, I don't even know. And then you just play yeah. whoever. So I just I I it is it is very this election's been very interesting to me because originally remember the 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 the, the Republicans were going to destroy it and then that, that's kind of never happened. I love the I love the uh, the sheer confidence. I've I've lost all faith in anyone who says anything about voting because almost all of them are wrong. All how many times someone's been like. This is like a 99% chance. And then like they end up losing and you're like, I can't believe this happened. And I'm just, I've given up. I've just been like the cookie will crumble in whichever way it desires. My friends like, yeah, I was definitely kind of holding my breath coming into this election because I didn't, because all the polling did say one thing, right? Like, and I, I'm listen, we, we don't do a ton of politics on here, but we've done enough that people I'm sure know, like I'm not a pro Trump person. So, like, I didn't want a lot of those candidates in office. A gasp. No way. <laughs> I didn't want a lot of those people. I don't, I don't believe the election was stolen. I don't believe the election was stolen, so I don't want a bunch of, I don't want a bunch of people in Congress 
talking about stolen elections and all that when we've got other stuff to do. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I want I want real politicians in there who are going to focus on actual problems instead of things that are imaginary because one guy didn't win his presidential campaign. So like I was I was holding my breath that like all these to me, all these crazy people were going to win and get in. And it said most of them didn't. But on the polling coming in, they were all strong possibilities. We were, we were looking at a, a Congress, a House that was going to be full of them, and the Senate might switch. And then Roe v. Wade put everything kind of back in play. But it was so long ago that then, according to the polls, matriculation started to happen, and people started to kind of like – attrition started to happen. Not matriculation. No one graduated. Attrition started to happen. People <laughs> Everyone graduated. Started to get, they graduated to non-voter. Um, That's called and, dying, Corey. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, well, well – still in the polling exit polling people still said the economy was the most important thing to them roe v wade wasn't necessarily the thing that they listed but here's the thing just like when trump was running the polling was inaccurate because i i the the leading theory is that people were embarrassed about saying they were going to vote for trump because the the whiplash was so bad right every time someone said that a lot of people would be like oh my god what are you talking about like so people started people started just not saying they were they were going to vote for him um and so the polling was like we can't find we can't find 60 percent of the country that says they're going to vote for him so how's he going to win and then he then he won and then he lost um i think the roe v wade thing is the same things people aren't going to say to a poller hey why did what was the most important thing to you why you voted they don't want to say like the right to abortion you know like they're they're going to be like oh yeah definitely the economy like you know inflation is real real bad and and it is the inflation is bad. Um, it's but it's but, also the easiest answer to say ever. Correct, and 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 you and it gives you cover as you're walking away, where they're not going to ask who you voted for because if you say inflation, they sort of just expect that means you voted against the current regime. Yeah, um, people people like change, and also uh, it's the best response to anything. Hey, how come you didn't take the trash out in this economy? And then everyone goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. Let's let's stretch it out a little bit longer. Push the trash down. Push it down. Yeah, just push, uh, push the trash down. We can't afford trash bags anyways. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you see, works in every scenario. If anyone yeah, comes at you funny, sir, why were you speeding in this economy? And they're like, oh, you're right, sir. I'm so sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. You can't afford this ticket. I just won't write it to you. <laughs> Use that the next time you get pulled over. This isn't this isn't legal advice. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I had I did do that one time when I was driving the Mitsubishi. You know, it was always beat up. Like, it was just rough. Yeah. It was always running rough. It wasn't in good shape. And I did get pulled over for something. I think it was stickers or something. And, and I was like, I was like, honestly, officer, like, there's so much wrong with this car. I'm I'm just pouring, like, I said, every two weeks when I get paid, I just, I put as much as I can into it. And he was like, he kind of was nodding along with me. And he kind of was looking at it. And he was like, all right, listen, man, just like, you know. Trying to get stuff taken care of. And then he just walked away. See, like, it worked. In this economy, every time. Like, yeah, this car busted, bro. Works every time. 100% of the time works every time. Again, not legal <laughs> advice. Please don't do this. Yeah, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, it yeah, works for just, Corey, but that's because he's just a little rascal. Like he's, I'm a, I am a rascally rabbit. Um, yeah, man, I just... This was a really interesting election because there was so much predicted that didn't happen i watched this clip uh from fox news that was really interesting to me there's two different three different ones 
One of them was like the fact that we didn't win, and then they list like all their campaign talking points. So obviously, you know, the Republican Party has a view that they've been pushing about a narrative they've been pushing about the last two years. They were like the fact that we didn't win with the highest inflation ever recorded, the largest crime wave in American history, the uh, the national crisis at the board, like you know, the way over exaggerate, like. Yeah, these are issues. But like, if you look at the crime wave stuff, it's in red states. So, like, blame Joe Biden if you want. Like, uh, if you look at the border stuff, even here in Texas, when Abbott's had the National Guard at the border, it it literally immigration has increased, not decreased, while the National Guard was there. Uh, so, like, all of these things that they, you know, they're participatory in, and they haven't solved either. They were like, with all this going on, and we're still losing. Like, that's an indictment on our party. And I was kind of like. I was kind of like, man, when you when you use your campaign points like that, it doesn't it does make it sound real bad. Well, and I saw this clip, and it was Steve Bannon and Alex Jones, and obviously, I don't subscribe to any of their beliefs. I don't recommend it, and this is not a recommendation. The clip was floating around on Twitter, which is another train wreck. We can talk about it another week, um, but they were so close to making the salient point, and then they just Steve Bannon and Alex Jones it. Steve Bannon is sitting there and, you know, they're looking at the tracking numbers and Republicans didn't show up to vote. Like they're just, and neither did Democrats. It's a very small percentage of people who voted um, as compared to what people were anticipating. So again, they're looking at the numbers and he's like, well, and a lot of people probably just felt disenfranchised or after, you know, Biden was wrongfully elected president over, you know, you know, stole the election. There's probably a lot of people who felt like their votes don't count. And therefore, they didn't come vote, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, when you're so close to correctly saying maybe they maybe they didn't vote because we've been telling them for two years that the election was stolen from them. Like, Almost. It's close. Almost. I've seen it a couple times now where people have kind of been like, well, maybe they're just tired of feeling like they, get, they got cheated and stolen from. And I was like, man. Who's been yelling that in their faces for two years? Like, who's been incorrectly lying to them about that a whole thing this whole time? Again, we just we just need to start our own political party. Like these these people are running this stuff into the ground. We got this, fam. I just we, we just put Tom Brady on our board of directors. We we pay him forty five million dollars to figure <laughs> out how not to lose it all in cryptocurrencies. We might want someone else for that. I think he's learned his lesson after losing three hundred million dollars. <laughs> uh, no given number, so it could be even more or it could be less. But like, like, I don't like to imagine it was like all of it, all of it. But like, oh, I, I totally think it was. I really, really bet that they like allegedly because allegedly they they use a large portion of their wealth to maximize their their position in FTX. Oh, like. That's so heartbreaking. Like, I hate it when people lose money. I hate it when I, like, misplace a dollar bill. I don't hate it when when Tom Brady and Giselle lose money. Like, it's just because it's, it's, like, sure, that wasn't my money. But, like, maybe I'm just so empathetic where it's just, like, if that were me, I would feel awful. Oh, if it were, if it were me, I, but if it were me, I wouldn't be an FTX. Yeah, I mean, like. I wouldn't have even taken the phone call. Like, hey, you want to invest in a cryptocurrency exchange company? Uh, no, I don't think so, man. 
They, uh, I would, I would if they paid me a hundred million dollars. But that's not how it works, right? They wanted them to pay into the company, which apparently they did. Well, I mean, a like lot. can't can't win them all, you know. You can try. You can definitely try better. <laughs> that's true. You could try better. Uh, you know who I did feel bad for when they lost money? I did feel bad for Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick. They were, and I think it's because the circumstances are so different. They were in, they were, their friend, Bernie Madoff, was taking care of their finances for them. Oh, no, not another Bernie Madoff story. It always ends this way. So when he, you know, when it, when it all came out, they basically came out of retirement. So, like, there was some show on TNT that Kira Sedgwick was in for a long time. Uh, I think it's The Closer. Is that right? I, I couldn't tell you. The one where she's a detective. Dad watched it all the time. She was like a she was like a mastermind at solving crimes. Um, but anyway, and then Kevin Bacon started making a bunch of movies. Like I'm pretty yeah, sure that's you're the right. It is Kira Cedric. I thought so. Um, pretty much the only reason. Uh, seven years, baby. Yeah, that's, that's a seven lot of years. Money. Seven seasons. That's a lot of money. Um. And then Kevin Bacon did like X Men First Class and a bunch of stuff. Like he wasn't he he was doing like indie projects and just relaxing and having fun and working when he wanted to. And then all of a sudden they didn't have money in the bank. Then they were broke. They were movie star. I'm sure they weren't broke, broke, but they were like movie star broke. Yeah. There's a <laughs> there's a scene in um, Entourage where. It always comes back to Entourage. I mean, it was, it was a really interesting show. It was a good show. It definitely doesn't translate well to these times because of the misogyny and rampant name calling. But it was a good show. Um, but where the, the the main character, the actor, you know, he's got his little Entourage of buddies. That's the whole premise of the show. So something had happened, and Turtle had been depressed all day, and they were trying to make it up to him. And Vince had stuff lined up. The actor guy, he had stuff lined up for more work coming. So. They took their emergency cash and they bought Turtle these $30,000 one-of-a-kind shoes. Um, and they were super proud of themselves. Then as soon as Turtle gets the shoes and he's looking at them and everyone's like, that's cool. Um, he, he gets a call from his agent that the studio has put a hold on the project and that the new studio head wants to meet with him personally because he does, he's not sure he wants to keep making movies with Vince. So like Vince is like, so I'm out of a job and out of work, and we just spent our emergency cash on sneakers. Awesome. <laughs> and that's how the episode ends. Like, good feeling. Um, it's like I'm sure Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick had some emergency cash laying around and had some extra stuff, but the bulk of their things had been in the hands of one Bernard Madoff. And I think that also is a big lesson too, right? Like something Tom Brady and Giselle should have learned is Don't trust not too weird, sketchy people. Yeah, to diversify, as you said earlier. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're that big, just put your hands in everything. I don't know you why you wouldn't. I don't know why you wouldn't. All right, with all that, we're going to jump out here. I want to thank everybody for listening to another amazing edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Um, if you enjoyed this, be sure to check it out on Spotify. If you hated it, check it out on Spotify and share it to your friends and tell them how stupid we are. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe as you do, though. Uh, that's all we ask. Be as critical as you want, as long as you love us. Um, 
We'll be back next week. Thanks for hanging out. This is Nerd Thug Radio.